The following program is intended for mature audiences and may cause cancer in at-risk populations. Viewer discretion is advised. For all we know, robots have souls. We just don't know if they do or don't. How do you know? Have you ever been a cyborg or a robot? You think we were the first ones to inhabit this planet? Fuck no. No, no, we are jumping down this fucking rabbit hole. Yes, we are. There's people out there with some really dumb thoughts. Extended episode. Where the fuck did the pyramids come from? Where the fuck did Stonehenge come from? You're telling me that they didn't die and become ghosts? Oh, they're killing, they're killing already born babies and selling them to the Chinese. Fuck. Aliens exist as somewhere in China, right? In some base. What the fuck? There are super soldiers that are at least nine or ten feet tall. Okay. Oh my god! Okay, so did they come, did they they come from our planet? Super soldiers. Then they are extraterrestrials. They are aliens. I do not associate with them. Star Wars special! May the 4th be with you episode. Oh. Uh, I'm Casey, I'm here with Tyler and Dan. Guess who flaked again? Yep. God damn. So, are we gonna get a schizophrenic movie review of Star Wars today, hopefully? Which one would you want? I, I can tell you about any Star Wars you want. Uh, I guess the first one. The first, like, Phantom Menace, or, like, the first is, like, in New Hope? Uh, episode 4. Episode 4? I could do that. Dude, actually, <laughs> don't spoil it for me, because I've never seen any of them. You've never seen Star Wars? Actually, either? I saw that shitty one with Jaja Jar Binks. That's this first <laughs> one? Yes, yeah, first one. <laughs> episode okay. 1? Yeah, okay. first yeah, one. Yeah, actually even here, and he fucking likes Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. I love Star Wars more than anybody here. Damn. I, What's the appeal to it? So my mom is what got me into Star Wars. Like, when I was in my crib, my dad gave me a football. My mom gave me a lightsaber, like, oh, shit. type shit. Like, my mom was a huge Star Wars nerd. I'm more into Harry Potter, but... My mom was super into Harry Potter, too, but she's way more into Star Wars. Like, yeah. I've like, seen them all, though. Like, I, I've watched Star Wars ever since I was a little kid. I watched all the Star Wars series, like the Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, I haven't seen Andor yet. I've been meaning to watch that. I watched all the movies. Um, I played almost all the games. I played uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Old Republic MMO game, um, Battlefront, Battlefront 2, the new Battlefront, the new Battlefront 2. They kind of sucked. Uh, Republic Commando. You know, I like I know a lot and I read the fucking extended lore and like the comic books and shit of Star Wars. So like I know a lot about Star Wars. It's kind of a problem. Yeah, I've seen them all, but I've never really uh, got super into it. Hold on. So I actually didn't know you had a mom. <laughs> well, everyone has a mom. Right? Well, everybody has a mom. I'm assuming, but I didn't, I didn't know what her role was in your life because that's the first time I've ever heard about her. Yeah, I don't really talk about my family that much. 
Okay, I see you're trying to stay secretive. Yeah, I'm a, I, you got to have some mystery there. What's your mom look like? No. <laughs> My mom looks like me with a uh, with a thinner face and uh, longer hair. So she's hot. But yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And then my dad is about the same, <laughs> about the same height as me. We have this, like, I have my mom's facial shape. I have my dad's facial features. And um, my dad is me, paralyzed from the waist down, but jacked from the waist up. <laughs> he's like that guy in Family Guy. Yeah, he's he like I I, I bust his balls. I bust his balls saying that he's Joe Swanson all the time. <laughs> But um, you have a super deep voice. <laughs> my dad's voice. Imagine my voice with a little bit more grovel at the end and a little bit deeper at the beginning. Hmm. That's that's pretty much the the same as my uh, my dad. What's your mom do for work? Uh, she's a doctor. She's a doctor. A yeah. doctor? No, she's not. I yeah, she that. is. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, my mom's a doctor. My dad owns a business. And uh, <laughs> your mom's a doctor. Yeah, she's got a doctorate. Oh, doctorate. Okay. Yeah, she's a doctor of physical mm-hmm. therapy. So technically, she is still a she's doctor. She's a physical therapist. Hey, yeah, yeah. I got a soundboard going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my mom. My mom's a doctor of physical therapy. She actually had to go through med school for that, and then she specialized in physical therapy. So she could, if she didn't specialize in physical therapy, she took two more classes in the other direction. She would have been a uh, an MD. Dude, that sounds. Um, <clears throat> Terrible. It sounds like something I would not want to do. All and day. she, she also had me at the point when she was going to med school and doctorate school. Uh, so, so she took a quick exit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents, my parents were, uh, were both 18, 18 and ni- uh, eight, uh, 19 and 20 respectively. <laughs> Wait, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Let's do the math on this real quick. <laughs> So wait, so, oh, so your mom wasn't finished with school when she had you. Yeah. My oh. mom, my mom just graduated high school. Uh, when my dad was, my my dad failed the grade because he was a sh- little shithead when he was a kid. And he says that like himself. Hey, weren't so, we all? Weren't we all? Oh, yeah. My dad failed fifth grade because he locked his teacher in the closet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I was telling somebody a story today. Was the teacher gay? About no, she was a substitute. (laughs) (laughs) Is she? I was telling somebody a story today about how I got yelled at in fifth grade for not doing my homework. This teacher, his name was Mister Henderson, and I'm putting this out there because fuck this guy, dude. Till this day, till this day, this is his address. I think I I found his obituary, and I was so happy. So he took me out in the hallway, and he left the door open to the classroom so they could hear so they could hear it and he got right in my face and he's like why aren't you doing your homework (laughs) and dude i started fucking bawling i was 11 years old and sent me back into the classroom and my female teacher because we would in fifth grade we started switching classes yeah like half the day to get Mm -hmm. used to like switching in high school or middle school and my female teacher just looked fucking mortified. <laughs> she was like, did that just like, did that fucking asshole really just do that? And mm. like everybody in the class was like, what the fuck was that? Like that didn't know justice. How loud this guy. Oh yeah. 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 So, and so I just like sat back in the classroom, like fucking <laughs> crying. That's fucking humiliating, bro. Yeah. Was, I had a, yeah. I had a mental breakdown in, in, uh, in I think middle school. Uh, 
I had a couple mental breakdowns because I, you know, had autism and shit. That's right. But, Dude, I, I have like one a day. Had. <laughs> yeah, had. <laughs> but I was, um, I'll tell you one of the funnier ones. Um, so I was about third grade, I think. This is the first time I ever had a panic attack. And I didn't know what a panic attack was, so I thought I was like dying. So like I was taking a test. Like everybody, like fit, like third grade tests, like what color's a giraffe, <laughs> like type <laughs> shit. And my fucking third grade, I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. It's black and it's yellow. Which one do <laughs> it's I? It's black and it's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fucking writing that, and all of a sudden, like I, I started feeling like my my hand was huge, like type thing, because like my panic attacks like make it feel like I'm way bigger in like a situation, like my chair. <laughs> it's it's weird. What? Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. <laughs> so like, it felt like Do I. Was, you know what he means? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it felt like my hand. Like, <laughs> how am I the only one that doesn't know what what he means? So like, imagine your hand. Derealization. Yeah, imagine oh. like you're you're writing, and then your hand feels like it gets from like the size that it is, like this, out to about here, and then the pencil gets to be about this thick. And I'm like, it's uh, I'm I'm pointing at a soda can right now. If anybody's listening, um, if anybody's out there, <laughs> how do I know what he means? <laughs> so I was doing that, and I was like fucking like shaking and shit, and then I could hear everybody's little fucking like on the fucking tables, and then I fucking then like they like I heard like the little whispers, like the whispers sounded like screaming. Like from like like the like the kids like whispering like and shit. It sounded like screaming to my ears, and I <laughs> I literally took my fucking pencil. I fucking threw it across the room. I go, everybody stop fucking talking! <laughs> and I screamed. I ran out the room, <laughs> down to the principal's office, and then fucking all the, like the teacher goes, oh there he goes again, <laughs> and then <I> sprinted <laughs> running out the room. <laughs> And then my principal's like, okay, Tyler, just try to relax. And I'm like, I feel like my hands are the size of a fucking building. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. That's like, crazy. Yeah. And then the second time, like, I had, like, other breakdowns. But then another time, I was <laughs> I was in middle school at this point. So I was 11 years old. And um, it was my first day, my first day at a new school. Um. And I went to Catholic school until I went to public school for middle school and high school. So this is my first day at public school. And um, I'm sitting there and my teacher's like, all right, Mr. Lee, can you um, can you read the uh, read the, the passage out of this book? And I was never good at like reading out of a book. Like my, my, my strength was like standing up there and kind of just making my own like story type thing. But I was reading a book. And I stumbled across like six words like in a row. And then I, I literally started bawling my eyes out because I felt so embarrassed in front of everybody who's brand like I'm a brand new kid. And I stumbled over like an entire sentence and I stumbled over the next sentence and the next sentence. And I just started bawling my fucking eyes out. <laughs> what I, grade was this? Uh, sixth or seventh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So brand new kid fucking didn't know anybody. Started bawling my eyes out, and I go, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't read. I can't do it. And I sprinted into like there's like you know the. <clears throat> did you ever have like those classrooms that were connected by by like a little separate room like between two classrooms, like it was like a it was like a shared closet between two like teachers. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't yep. have that. So basically, it was like a little triangular shaped room that was like a, a, a connection between two classes where both of them would use it as like storage. Yeah. Kind of uh, in elementary school, <coughs> you yeah. kind of had something like that. So I, I ran into that room and I started crying. And my teacher came in. And she's like, You all right, big guy? <laughs> oh, man. And then I'm like, I don't, I don't, it's my first day. I don't, I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm real. And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know it'd end up like that. Because, Damn. because you know me, I walk into a place and I seem super confident. Like, like I'm like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the man. Like I walk in and I'm just like, Hey guys, me, Tyler, how you doing? I'm just introducing myself. So she's like, Oh, he'll be fine reading this. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, like she eventually became like a really good, like teacher of mine. Like, like I, I like fully like she she helped me out so much but like the first interaction with her i had was me bowling my eyes out damn um mama mia (laughs) (laughs) so that happened and i was like you know (laughs) that was a mess but yeah that's embarrassing man yeah i mean but you're in like sixth sixth or seventh grade i think i was seventh i think i was seventh because yeah yeah because um (coughs) i went there for middle school and middle school starts in seventh grade i think right yeah, middle school yeah. is seventh grade. So yeah, it's like the first day of seventh grade, but you're still 11 years old in seventh grade. Like the beginning of seventh grade, you're 11. Are you 11? I was 11. I turned 12 in April of that year. And then- No, um, that's, I think, fifth fifth grade year. Fifth and sixth, you're 12. Fifth, I was 10. Were you ahead? I might have been. Um <laughs> Because I, actually, spectrum, because I remember I remember in, in high school I turned eighteen the end of my senior year. So if I just like rewind that a little bit. So I started I started twelfth grade when I was seventeen. So eleventh grade I was sixteen. Uh tenth grade I was uh fifteen. Uh, t- uh ninth grade I was fourteen. Um so I was twelve. I was twelve. Um. Yeah. <coughs> Damn. Casey. Oh, Casey, Casey just, just did a smelling salt. Oh god. oh god. Don't fall over oh. it. <laughs> but yeah, I love childhood trauma stories. Those are the best ones. Bro, it's it's so weird. Like how fuck man. How you keep you keep that stuff with you, even though it's so fuck long me. ago. Yeah. And like, and if you look Ooh. at somebody who is that age. Right, there is the age now that you were then. You're like, dude, that's like just a little baby. <sighs> yeah, and you like don't give yourself that. Well, fucking wait. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I literally turned 25 Saturday. So that's literally half my life ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're and it's still it's like it was yesterday, crisis. right? The quarter life crisis, bro. Yeah. Dude. Like I turned 25 Saturday. So that's literally 12. Like, like you know, 12. I mean, that's like 15 oh. years ago almost now. Um, Christ, that was that long ago. Wow. So wild. It's like, I always, I, I've told this story multiple times about having to read a passage in church. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I stuttered through it and it was, dude, it was so humiliating. I was like 14. I didn't even like, like read it through first or anything. So I, you just went up there. Yeah. So and you, people were like, yeah, just go up and just read it. That's all you got to do. No <laughs> condom, bro. Dude, you, it was so bad. It was so bad. I ran out of there. I, and I, I cried. And my dad came out. He's like, what's wrong? What the hell? What happened? <laughs> what, what happened, man? <laughs> and I was just like, dude, it was just, it was so bad. It was so embarrassing. It gives, it causes me pain until this day. 
Yeah, like seriously. And, yeah. then, and then you look at somebody who's 14, you're like, dude, 14. But it was like in front of everybody. It's like 100 people. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did, um, I had to go to confirmation school. So I had to go to Sunday school for like six months. And part of Sunday school was like reading passages at like church, like on uh, on, on a Sunday. So I would read like passages like once every like month, like type thing. And I never actually had a problem reading out of that when I was that age, but I was like 15, 16 at that point. But like, I was also like going for like the, uh, like, uh, confirmation. So like, I'm like, I got to get this shit straight, like type thing. Um, so I, uh, I did all that and my fucking confirmation teacher, my first one was the coolest guy ever. He was one of my friend's dads and he was like really good at like being a Sunday school teacher. Like he like, he got like the point across, but he still didn't come across as like out of touch type guy. And this guy was like 60 and like he did, he, he came across like not out of touch to like 15 year olds, which is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like I respect that. Like I come across as out of touch with 15 year olds now. Like it's like, I, I come across as out of touch with Tyler. basically every age group. <laughs> what? That sounded wrong. I, I, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Say it again. What did you say? I was at. A, I'm. I'm out of touch with like the the 15 year old. Well, like, but if you said it, I'm in touch with them. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so this is out of touch. No, but like <clears throat> he was really cool. And then the next year, I had this fucking cunt who was my my confirmate because he had to go to two years of Sunday school for that. Um, and uh, the second year, which was like the big year where you had to do like a whole bunch of shit, like my t- my fucking Sunday school teacher was a cunt. Like this bitch was out of fucking control. But um, she hated my guts. Um, but the one thing, hmm. the, like the biggest thing, I thought she was supposed to be a good, a good Christian, not hate children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go figure. Um, but at, at, like the big thing every single year for the confirmation class was the living stations of the cross, where you'd have. Um, everybody play like a character in the, in like the crucifixion of Jesus. And she goes, all right, Mr. Lee. And like, she, she, like we went through it all. And like, I was in the bathroom cause I was fucking Pontius pilot <laughs> worse, worse. <laughs> I was, I was on a toilet and I was like, I gotta take a shit. So I was in the toilet for like fucking 15 minutes. I came back and she's like, Oh, welcome back, Mr. Lee. Um, in the, uh, living stations, you're Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> what? Jesus. I'm Jesus. <laughs> She's like, yeah. And I'm like, what does that entail? And she's like, you're going to get crucified in front of the entire church. And I'm like, oh my God. I'll wait for him to come back because this story is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, in my living stations of the cross, I was Jesus and I was crucified. And people are like, oh, Jesus, that's the most important part of the show, right? I mean, it is. It's also the shittiest part in this whole thing because you have to get fucked up the whole time. Mm. Like they had dudes like with like um, instead of using like actual whips, they would use like ribbons and like pretend to whip me with the ribbons. But the the worst, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking weird. So they were like they were pretending to whip me with the ribbons, and I had to like carry a fucking like hundred pound cross like up and down the church. Like I was carrying a fucking cross on my back and like, it gave me like a more perspective on like what Jesus had to go Jesus through. Jesus Christ. Tyler like, becomes I, Jesus. I was fucking carrying this fucking cross up and down like the, the church, like just dragging it. And I'm like, this sucks. And I'm like, 
And Jesus was way worse because he got whipped and shit and like had and like Jesus no... wasn't even white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was getting fucking whipped and shit. And then the last like the big fucking thing is when they, they fucking put you up on the cross. So they fucking have like a, like a thing where they put the cross into and I had to get up on the fucking cross and fucking put my arms up and they tied my arms to the cross <laughs> and my legs to the cross. So I'm literally fucking tied to a cross in front of like fucking 200 people. And then I had a guy stab me with a spear at the end. Like it was oh like, it was like, you know, one of the like the like nerf spear things. But he stabbed me and he stabbed me hard. And I'm like, ow. Damn. <laughs> but then they had like somebody take me off the cross and the girl I had. <laughs> <laughs> they had a they had a girl who i had a crush on at the time was mary and were you shirtless for this uh they had me in like a robe <laughs> yeah it was weird were you fucking butt-ass naked <laughs> no i had boxers on and like i had like a bro they should have fucking nailed their hands into the cross <laughs> did you say that butt naked that thing that jesus said when he died yeah being it's like uh, he said oh it fuck is me. It, it is finished like type this is like what is it he said, "Just kidding." Uh, forgive Eli, them, Father, Eli. for they forgive them, Father, for they not know they they do not know what they do. Thing, not yeah. that the the, the the you'll sit beside me in the kingdom of heaven to the other guy the, on the cross. Hold on, sorry, no, not that. Which 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 one? Because I I had to say everything in the fucking thing. Like I had uh, to memorize. He says like Eli, Eli, something, <sighs> something, something. Or, uh, I forget what. I don't it know was. if that's in the Catholic Bible because they're they're a little bit different. A, I think it's in every Bible. Hold on. Eli, Eli. My brother's name Eli, is Eli Eli Lama Sabachthani. Yeah, I didn't I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? My brother it means my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Yeah. Uh my brother my brother's name is Eli, which is is funny. Um but yeah, you get you met him last week. Uh but Yeah. 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 Um but I was I was up there and then the girl that I had a crush on was Mary like in the play, like in the, in the living stations. And Mary has to like caress my fucking corpse pretty much like hold, hold me in her arms. And she like pushed me into her tit. <laughs> oh, like the, damn. And I was like sitting there. <clears throat> How I'm old like, was she? We, we were both 16 at this point. You didn't delete this memory. No. <laughs> Well, you should delete it. Delete it. Yeah, How do you delete, delete that. It? She's underage. No, yeah, I'm so was I. How do you delete a memory? Just don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but this, but, but she like, just fuck with She you. like pushed me into her tit, and like I was like, oh, "This isn't too bad." <laughs> and then, um, then like, like they fucking put me in the fucking thing, and then had me like go into a tomb, and then they're like blah, 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 blah. The stations are over whatever. But I'm like, dude, that sucked. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, at 16, I'm like, dude, this sucks, but at least I got some titty action out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's why I always went to church, <laughs> you know, just to grab some tit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try this soda. Yeah, try it. It's uh, Moxie from Maine. It's got an interesting flavor, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know what it tastes like. It's like that's what I've been trying to figure it's out. Fucking Fuego, ICP, bro. That's not Fuego. It's oh, Fago, yeah. by the way. What's the deal with Fuego anyway? It's Fago. Fago. They fucking sprayed all orange soda all over each other. So I actually know the reasoning why is because Fago is like a Midwestern like uh, soda that they have, and um, it's like basically like the the poor people's like crushed soda. 
So they're like, yeah. They, so they, so they're like, yeah, we're poor. What about it? And like, they kind of like it's use fucking that. stupid. Yeah, it's fucking ICP. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> but yeah. Um, but then the fucking bitch uh, to finish off this story, after, like texted me like a couple days later, and she's like, <laughs> she goes. You know, I pushed your head into my tit on purpose. And I'm like, oh, oh damn. I didn't know this was going to take an extra <laughs> turn like that. <laughs> and I go, oh, oh really? And uh, that's a story for another day how that ended up. No, oh it's not. God, I think it's a story it. for May 4th, 2023. <laughs> right now. Uh, I ended up, you know, uh, Getting some more of that, let's say. Oh my god! Hey, right, first base, second base, third base. What? Yeah, no. got second base with a little <laughs> bit of a uh, little bit of ball fondling. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Mary. And wait, Mary played your mom in this. This bitch. This bitch was playing. Mary is Jesus's mom, right? Yeah, Mary's Jesus's mom. So she played my mom. A little bit of an Oedipus thing going on here. Yeah. Oh Jesus. That was was a weird. That was a weird fucking thing. (laughs) That's awesome. Damn, I gotta go back to church. (laughs) Take take Dan to church. Yeah. I'm gonna get another soda. I'll be back in a second. So we got a lot of stuff this week. So I'll talk about what I want to talk about. You you start what you want. Dan, tell us about uh, your experience at the gym this week. Well, (laughs) Tyler wants to hear it, so we'll uh, we'll kill we'll kill a little bit of time until he comes back. It was not good. It It was a bad situation. Um. So this stuff. What else I got? Oh, the pipeline divers. Oh my god, bro! That fucked me up for an entire two days. That fucked me up when you when you texted it to me, <laughs> bro. That that story. What happened? Oh, did did you? I was talking about that in the group, right? Yeah, I, I might have been with the divers yeah. in the pipe. Oh yeah, yeah dude, that fucking oh that's my spooky god, as shit. So <clears throat> it was these divers in Trinidad. Uh, they, they worked on oil rigs, mm. right? So it's kind of hard to explain the situation, but it's basically they're working on this 30 inch wide pipe. And what they do to like work on this pipe is if you could picture like it's sticking out of the water, out of the ocean, just a little bit, right? Like a few feet. Yeah. And what it's for is like tankers, oil tankers come along and they just, they, they dump the oil into it and then it goes to the refinery from there. If it's sticking out of the water, why do they have to dive under the water? So it's sticking oh, out of the bottom. They have to fix the part that's under the water. Uh, so what they do is they put a giant like dome over, over the pipe. Yeah. Right. So it's like a cup. Like if you've ever held a cup underwater, mm-hmm. right. Upside down, you put it underwater upside down and it's got a little air pocket. Yeah. I saw somebody on YouTube do that like in a pool. Yeah. Like put like a, and try to like, pump oxygen to it not yeah. not to like cut off the story but pirates back in the day to like do like diving if like they dropped like a chest overboard had this thing called a diving bell that they'd go down in and like they drop it in and you would go down go into the diving bell like they like, uh, take a breath and then start diving down to like get the thing then come back up into the diving bell take a breath and then swim up, throw the uh, and throw the the thing over, and then, like do that. Like that's an actual thing. That the they diving used to do. bell. Yeah. So it's like it's like a bell shaped. It's like a bell shaped. Like it, I think it's made out of wood and metal. But like they'd throw it overboard, and like it would have like you know 
fucking uh, like an air pocket in it that you could breathe in. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the same same idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, you didn't pump the uh, CO two out, so like the CO two built up and it like almost made him pass out. Oh, really? That yeah. fast? Yeah. Well, no. No, he was down there for like seven hours. 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 Yeah. Oh, seven hours. Yeah. Oh, oh. So it doesn't. The CO two doesn't get out. So yeah. the CO2 builds up in there. Yeah, and you breathe it in. Oh, shit. It's like so why you can't go in like places like restaurants that have like um, the fountain machine where like the storage closet is because it's like CO2 exposure, like what? CO2 poisoning. Wait, like give me an example of of like a restaurant that would have that. I used to work at Starbucks. They had a like a fountain machine, soda machine. That was like pressurized CO2 and you like couldn't go in there. It had like a warning thing on it that said like CO2 poisoning warning. That sounds excessive. Yeah, yeah, it was. There's no <laughs> way that you could get that from a non-enclosed area. I think right. that it's probably got that warning in case it's in a really tightly enclosed area. But I'm saying like you could get CO2 poisoning if you don't get the CO2 out in like in an enclosed area. Damn. Now I wonder if you had a tube that let the let the pressure like let the air out like a fresh air tube yeah you know what i mean yeah that would work <laughs> hmm i wonder i wonder if it would work though it might not because this is kind of the situation that they ran into uh, <clears throat> right so this this they call it a habitat right so it goes over the pipe and they pressurize through the top of it right mm. and then when they do that it pushes all the water out of the bottom so if you picture an upside down cup in water and then say it had like a little valve, like a bicycle tire on the top, they yeah. fill it up with, with air and it displaces all the water, right? So this, it displaces the water from around the pipe. So it exposes more of it so you can work on it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so the pipe had a plug in it, a giant inflatable plug. It actually had two. So the plug failed. They don't know how that happened. And then the secondary plug failed too. Mm. So then now you have this pressurized dome over this pipe. And uh, since the plug failed, all that pressure wants to go into the pipe. So I don't know how many PSI this thing was pressured to, but what's going to happen is all that water that it displaced is instantly going to come flooding back in. And it created... It, it pressurized down the pipe, you see. So it was it was like an explosive decompression of the, of the pipe. Well, are they in diving gear? Like <laughs> do they have oxygen masks on shit. Yeah, so they they ha- actually have to be in diving gear to get under the habitat, like under the cup. But they're like in breathing normal air at this point. Yeah, so they they could come up under the cup, right? So they dive from like sea level, yeah. and they come up under this habitat, right? And yeah. Then there's an air pocket in there, and they can breathe and work on it and stuff, right? Mm. Is sea level the same at every part of the planet? Yeah, that's a good question. Because like we're always know. just like, oh, it's at sea level. It's just like, but yeah, is it, it is. the same? Because everywhere? the gravity is the same on on all sides of the planet. But like, what if like you're you're at like a mountain or something like next to the ocean? Is like the, the ocean. mountain isn't part of the ocean. Though. Well, I think all seas, like it's, if like it's all technically this, a yeah. sea, it's connected to the ocean. Well, you think about like so, a bathtub. If you put like something in the bathtub, so would the, the Hudson water River, level would also all be flat still. Yeah, would the Hudson River be considered sea level, or is that like lower? Well, or rivers higher? can be higher elevation because they go over mountains. Mm. Oh, 
That's level, a good question, dude. Sea level yeah. is just like the ocean. That's a really good question, though. Yeah. That's that's confusing me because the Hudson River drains into the Atlantic Ocean. So technically, it would be part of the ocean. I mean, it really is just a really long extension of the ocean. Off topic, but... Yeah, let me yeah. see. Sea level... Yeah, find that out. So, so the, the thing like depressurized and so the water got in. explosively depressurized, right? Yeah. And forced all that air pressure. Say it was thousands of PSI, whatever it was down the pipe. That's the path of least resistance, right? Mm. So it was so strong that it sucked all the guys, all four of them into the pipe with all their scuba gear and everything. They all got sucked into the pipe. So it went down 60 feet, right? <laughs> and then took a turn, a 90 degree turn, and then went like, I don't know, like a couple hundred feet longer than that. No shit. Right? And Fuck. it sucked, and it sucked a bunch of water in. So... Now they're in the dark in this pipe. They're injured because they just fell 60 feet. And then they got, you know, sucked down another couple hundred feet. And they're all hurt and they're trying to feel around complete darkness. So what they started doing is the last guy that got sucked in, they started like scooting their way backwards in the dark. And he scooted backwards until he hit a um, uh, their scuba tank that came in behind him. So... Mm. Just in the dark, he he's like, oh, this is a scuba tank. Okay, so he grabs it, knows how to use it. And um, so that allowed him to get back through. There's an area of the pipe that's flooded completely with water. Mm. So he had to get back through that, but he got back to the part where there's a 90-degree turn and it goes up 60 feet. <laughs> so you you can't get up a pipe 60 feet. Yeah, just going. Just going like this, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a chain or something that was dangling. He started banging on the chain. And then the other divers that were above realized that something was wrong. <clears throat> so they came in and they got him out, right? So 60 feet is like, you think about how long that is up. I mm. mean, dude, if they didn't come down, if they didn't realize that there was a problem, right? Every yeah. one of them would have died. <clears throat> yeah, just think, think of how scary that is. Like, you, you're so close to getting out. Didn't they all <clears throat> die except one? <clears throat> well, what happened is they pulled him out. And they're all really, really injured. And he uh, he told him, he's like, they were like saying prayers in the pipe. They're like, look, I'm going to come back for you, okay? You got to remember, this pipe has like, if you've ever smelled like home heating oil, yeah. right? Yeah. Like this is the smell. He said it was so bad. They're all coughing and hacking. And um, it, you can't, imagine getting inside an oil tank and trying to breathe. Like, yeah. That's what they were <clears throat> up against. So he said, I'm coming back for you guys. Don't worry. So as soon as he got out and he went and got help, Coast Guard showed up and he's like, all right, let's go back and let's get them. And they're like, no, we're not going to get them. These guys, they could hear them banging on the pipe, right? Hitting the pipe with like tools and stuff that they had down there. That's Ooh. fucked. Yeah. Banging on the pipe. And they said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to send a rope down there. Too dangerous. I mean, dude, I, if, if you gave me 15 minutes in Harbor Freight, I could come up with enough stuff to rescue those guys. You know, I go get a fucking winch. I would, I would go down. It's like that's a benefit of being small. Even if I didn't know how to scuba dive, like it's a thirty-inch pipe, so you got to think like one foot, two feet, like a yard, right? Yeah, 30, it's six about, inches yeah. less than a yard. So yeah. what is that like? This very dangerous for you. To I mean, go a down. yard's probably about about that big. I, I'd do it. You dude. wouldn't. Uh, you, you wouldn't risk going down there and like killing yourself though. To save oh, a but, fucking to save bro, six dudes. Think of how scared they are. Like I, I'd be like, okay, I got I like know, a harness yeah. on, I got a rope, they can pull me up, but yeah, so, yeah, if they did that, but why didn't they do anything? 
Well, it, technically, let's think about it. It's like it's like the the whole like scene safe thing for us. Like that scene wouldn't be safe at all. Like well, it's cool, yeah. but why didn't they do it like he said and like send a rope down there with a fucking wench? It's like the whole thing of being this like is sacrificing more people. Uh, the the right choice. It's a hard choice to make. Like for that, like it, like I wouldn't want to be in the. But situation. at least somebody send somebody like in a with a fucking rope to right. throw down. Like I, right. there's there's <laughs> it's it's over now. They could have done a whole bunch of different things. The but. only thing I can think of is like trying to explain the situation. Like this guy, like he had a heavy accent. I mean, it's Trinidad. Yeah, he's like, "Damn, I stuck in the pipe, man. They stuck in the pipe, man. He got stuck in the pipe. You know, he got sucked in, man." <laughs> yeah. be like, they're like, probably like, "Dude, we're not going near that pipe. It sucked people in." Like, fuck that. You know, that's the only thing I can think of is like, "Fuck that." I'm the- so claustrophobic, bro. But I mean, it's like, "Fuck that." I would fucking oh, want to die. That's a tough if. If it was my friends down there, dude, I'd I'd suck it up. Like, dude, if it, was, I, if it was if it was fucking you guys and I was the one that got out, I'd be like, fuck it, we're going back down and saving your ass, dude. I'd I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd get a headlamp, right? I'd get lights and oxygen and a, a winch, and I'm going back in. They sent a camera down, right? Like a long camera they used to inspect the pipes, and they said, oh, there's a piece of um of scuba gear in the way. And they couldn't do anything. It's like, dude, <laughs> all right, on, you man. send somebody down, all right, to grab it, you take it out, and then you go and get them. Yeah. It's like. Because it's like in the moment, everybody, like, some people, like, freeze up and they don't know what to do. Or, like, even teams of people don't know what to do. It's like even, like, with 9-11, even though it was, like, a good rescue effort. And an inside th- job, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching, like, a six-part documentary this week. And, like. Before we get like into so that. Much, no, I'm not going to talk I'm, about no, that yet. No, I'm just going to answer just, that question that we had earlier. If sea level is the same. It's not. Sea level oh. is not the same throughout the world. The sea level of the Pacific Ocean stands 40 centimeters higher than the Atlantic Ocean. But wait, compared to what? <laughs> I don't know. They just said, they just say. 40 centimeters higher than what? Than the, the Atlantic Ocean, apparently. What? That's crazy. Like, but 40 centimeters high. Oh and my God, North- Tyler. Shut the fuck up with the ocean. <laughs> 40 centimeters oh higher God. than the other ocean. It also changes on winds, ocean circulations, and global sea level. Jesus Christ, Tyler. Dude, that's giving me... Fu- uh, is that giving anybody else a headache? Like, I don't know. It's, it, they're just like, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but on 9-11, even though like they did a lot of things right that day, they did a lot of things wrong. Like... You can there never was no know one to when save. there's like the when there's like a major. Di- well, of course there were. They had like an hour before the buildings went down, but but even though, uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> they did a lot of things wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even though it was a great response, like they did so many things wrong, and like so many fucking like chiefs of the department died. So mm. yeah, I mean. It's easy to play, what do they call that? Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like, you don't know. You have no idea the circumstances. It sounds good on paper. It's Captain Hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Yeah. This is never, what they should have done. But when you're like, <laughs> yeah, in a, exactly. If you're, when you're in like a life or death situation, like, and you have a bunch of, of uh, adrenaline, like, you don't, you don't, you can't think always straight and like clearly right. with hindsight. Dude, I mean, to to watch somebody that performs in a life or death situation that like keeps it like under control, that's always like incredible <sighs> to me. 
Like I, I watched this one video of this cop <clears throat> that got shot. He yeah, was a female cop, yeah. got shot in the hand, and then went after the guy and chased him. But we've him all around. done that, right? Like he's we've done that. I got stabbed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, I've taken a couple rounds, you know. On the <laughs> yeah, <clock>. yeah, you've <laughs> given a couple couple shots in like the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kept moving on. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she still had it in her to like do all her radio communication and like chase the guy down. Oh yeah, because you're fucking. <laughs> Your fucking life depends on it. Like the human drive to survive is like the greatest, it's like the most powerful thing, you know? Yeah, it's incredible. That's what like those movie, that's what the uh, Saw movies were about. The like Saw the, movies were about that? Yeah, yeah. Like the human will to survive will like overcome anything. I've never seen any of them. Really? Never. I'm not a big horror movie guy. You should, you gotta watch, you gotta watch Saw. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Hell yeah. Is it? Does it have like a happy ending? No. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Not at all. So tell us about uh, the gym, though. Bro, <laughs> I made a terrible miscalculation. You, you, started, <laughs> you, you got into a little into weed this week. Yeah, you know, I just... Ali um, Mac would be proud. I'm just... Uh, I, I've avoided everything for so long. <laughs> Drinking, um, you know, alcohol in general. Um just mo- all drugs really except some prescription drugs and it's just been so long since i've done it i'm like let me just see like in a different state like what it feels like you know because mm. i've been like i've been like a low-key vitamin addict for the last five years so i've been like really trying to like feel good like with vitamins rather than drugs and i've come <laughs> to the conclusion <laughs> that doesn't work <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it doesn't. <laughs> I, I got deep into the b game you know vitamin b1 a little bit of b6 a little bit of riboflavin mess around with the riboflavin and, and the b12s you gotta be a, uh, fucking riboflavin b12 the thiamins the inositols I, I i was deep in the b game you know so <laughs> to try and get out of that i uh <laughs> I said, maybe I should try something else. Though. You got a dad pen, and they're now like I, 90% THC. I, dude, it's been a lot. So, all right. I feel like in the last five years, uh, the the pharmaceutical stuff has, has uh, excelled. Mm. And I haven't done anything, so I'm still stuck in like the Stone Ages, right? And then <laughs> I tried it, and it, it was like... Bro, I thought I was going to... All right, so the night before, I took a couple puffs and went to bed. And it was fine, right? Mm. A couple short puffs, right? Fifth, like 15 minutes apart. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's no big deal. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit before I go to the gym. And I go on the stair stepper for 40 minutes, right? I'm just going to take a puff and it's just... I'm going to zone out for 40 minutes and just think about the world and everything's going to be good. It's going to be a good that's time. That's the worst possible time to take I it. thought it was a great idea. It's not. I thought, like, I thought I was a genius. I thought I invented like this. Like you, you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to time travel. So, yeah, but you probably should increase your heart rate when you're going <laughs> doing cardio. Right. <laughs> so I took... Probably about a three second rip. Oh god! Off this thing is is that a lot? Yeah. Well, you know, even I like yesterday hit like a big one, and uh, it was I got fucked. And then he <laughs> kept on talking about fucking weird shit in the group chats. Yeah, like nine eleven. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So and it made fourteen <laughs> new group chats. <laughs> so th- these things, I have this pen with me. I'm still debating if I'm going to do it. It's getting a little late, and uh, I can't say I'm a huge fan of it. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, I took a three second rip off of it and then 
I sat in my car listening to the radio for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'll go in there in a sec. I'm just going to relax. And then I just started getting this feeling that I couldn't control my thoughts. That's not good. Right? <laughs> and it just went from zero to a hundred. I know what you mean. Out of control. <laughs> and I was like, the more I tried to control it, the more this turned into an emergency. I know, right? I know what you mean. <laughs> and, then I, and then I just turned to jello. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then everything started turning white. Right. And I'm like, Oh no. Is oh, this God. the end? Oh no. And so the thing with, with weed for me, the thing with weed for me is that it amplifies pain for me. So if I have like a headache, like some strain from like looking at the computer screen or just like just a little pain anywhere, dude, amplified by 150 times. Right. <laughs> So I just feel pain like in my head, like in my abdomen, just everywhere, dude. Just fe- feel this fucking terrible pain and everything's white. And you know that feeling in your ears when you go over like mountains, the yeah. pressure changes? It was like that to the point where I almost couldn't hear, right? Just that feeling of fullness in my ears. And I'm like, oh God, oh no. And I'm like, I'm trying to keep it together, dude, right? And now I start getting so paranoid. That the lady across from me in the parking lot is monitoring me and she's going to call the cops because I'm in my car rolling. (laughs) So I'm like, oh God, oh no, she's going to, oh God, no, I'm out of, dude, completely out of control. And I just, it took everything I had to text my girlfriend and say, because I thought I was going to get a DWAI because I'm sitting in the front seat of my car. I wasn't driving. But, you know, but I texted my girlfriend. I'm like, you need to come to the gym right now and pick me up. This is an emergency. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, I smoked. I'm like, I'm having a panic attack. You need to come get me. So, um, it, after dude, it's the closest thing I can imagine to witnessing a nuclear explosion is what I felt (laughs) (laughs) because everything was white and I thought I was going to die. I'm like, great. These fucking super vitamins I take to like increase dopamine like (laughs) are interacting with the THC. And now it's like overdriving my dopamine and I'm dying. No, it's Uh, because the vitamins that you, that you take don't do anything. Right. And the THC actually does something. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. In comparison. Actually, that's not true. This one this one vitamin that I take absolutely 100% increases dopamine. Yeah. To the point where it's like problematic and I can't take high doses of it. Bro. So I was like in conjunction, right? I'm like, this is elevating my dopamine to the point where I'm going to die right now. And then, so what happened is after like five minutes of that, that complete and sheer panic, it started to come down. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I can like, I think I'll be able to get to like the back of the car. Yeah. You get used to it when you, (laughs) and then it went right back up dude to like 75% of the first, the first peak. And I'm like, oh God. Oh God, here it is again. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> what gym was this at? Planet Fitness. It would have been way funnier if it was at like like a fucking like like fat, bro. I used to go there. <laughs> I fucking hated Planet Fitness. Dude, I I just go because it's cheap and they have tanning and the stair stepper. That's true. What's up with the fucking lunk alarm? Bullshit. Oh, that's what I don't it know. is. I've never heard it like, actually. If go you off. Fucking grunt, I've gotten like alarm done on me. You get Have kicked you? out yeah. of the gym? I did, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Just kick, they just kick you out of the gym? They yeah, just, for the day. They just don't, don't want t- they don't want bros. They because don't want people like 
<laughs> no, because I was doing a, I was doing a deadlift and it was a fucking pretty heavy deadlift. We should do a segment. And I went, Let's yeah, do a segment. How long does should, would it take us to get kicked out of Planet Fitness? <laughs> so I grabbed I grabbed the, I grabbed the bar and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this deadlift. So I lifted it up and I went, <sighs> like you know how you, you you're like doing that shit before you do it. You're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and like I lifted it up like that. Yeah. And then I just got <laughs> And the guy's going, that one! <laughs> like, boy, that him! It's him! <laughs> Dude, I bet I bet you could find a way to sue him for that. Like you pretend like you don't speak English. And what? then Nope. Hello? No? Yeah. Hello? And just have your headphones on while the alarm's going off. And just keep going. Annoying glass, man. So yeah. I had a... Uh, oh, you're, you're, you go. No, no. That's I, I didn't have too much more to say. So, so, <laughs> so what did the, the lady didn't call the cops? No, she wouldn't. She didn't give a fuck that I was like... But I was so scared, dude. I'm like, I'm going to get a DWAI. Like this is, that's what I was freaking out about the most, which is like, dude, I was just like in my car like this. And I don't think people call the cops for that. You know, get arrested for it. For yeah, but he doesn't. I think he was panicked. He was panicked that he looked a lot more high than he actually did. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I made it to the back of my car. He probably looked high as fuck. I listened to the Untitled podcast. Oh, yeah. was still, it was still connected to my Bluetooth, right? <laughs> yeah. It actually helped, dude. No, that's what I, you know. When I get too high, actually, I listen to Untitled podcast and it helps. <laughs> <laughs> it does I swear to God? The cure for like, the cure for weed. Untitled podcast. Because you gotta have like a, a stimulation, you know, like. A familiar, uh, familiar thing to listen to. Yeah, you're like I was, I was even listen to like Alex Jones shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like something that would not be the best to listen to while you're having a panic attack. <laughs> Human animal hybrids, brother. <laughs> but my oh, my yeah. girlfriend came and picked me up, and then uh, I had a grocery list of stuff I was supposed to get. And I'm like, okay, we we can go to the store. I think I'm feeling all right. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because it just comes in waves. Comes yeah. in waves. And I was out of commission until the next day. So, well, <laughs> like, honestly, just if you get too high, just drink some alcohol. It, it will help. <laughs> yeah. Maybe hit really? some. Maybe hit some smell. Like not like a lot, not a lot, but like a little bit. <laughs> really? Does it actually? Yeah. Damn. I wonder why that is. Oh fuck. Well, because you know. Weed kind of activates neurotransmitters um, that raise your anxiety. So you're getting crossfaded. Oh. But it also activates neurotransmitters that lower it. So like the more weed you do, the more like activated those like anxiety neuro- neurotransmitters are. So the alcohol is yeah. just but the alcohol depressant. like yeah depresses like it's like the like the uh, relaxing yeah neurotrans- GABA. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. See, it is a gateway drug. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but the same thing with alcohol, though, is if you drink too much of it, your GABA gets depleted, which is the neurotransmitter. Yeah. Um, and then you just become more anxious. Oh, shit. Uh, <clears throat> Damn. So how do you uh, increase GABA Jerk without, off. without drugs? Naturally. Wow. I would have the highest GABA in the world. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, with drugs, like, what can you do to jerking off is the best way to raise dopamine. So you can take GABA. I think that's. I think it's actually the opposite. Nah, dude. There's actually. I promise you, it's the opposite. (laughs) It makes you feel real good. (laughs) (laughs) And I I could explain it with hormones, but Um, there's a supplement called GABA, actually. Yeah, you can actually. But it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. They don't think it's such a bitch. Like all these things that it's the same thing with like. uh, I think like. Dopamine doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. Yeah, so essentially yeah. benzos are like increasing your GABA. Hat man, but um, <laughs> what does that have to do? With it? <laughs> you take a whole bunch he of benzos. Says, oh yeah, yeah. You can see the hat man. But when you take like GABA, the supplement, it doesn't cross the the blood-brain barrier. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like uh, they give. That's why they give um, uh, people with Parkinson's carbidopa and le- levodopa. Yeah, Parkinson's. Well, Parkinson's is actually. Uh, <laughs> They don't have enough dopamine, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like, because they, they can't just give them straight dopamine because like you said, like it doesn't cross just like GABA. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, they give them the, the carver. It's like from beans, some bean. It's like uh, <laughs> velvet, velvet bean, I think, is where they get it from. Yeah. But um, but it actually like crosses. And you have to, I forget, you have to use like both of those. It's it's just interesting how the blood brain barrier works like that it's weird yeah yeah it's crazy how it stops things from getting in yeah but yeah i got a i got an interesting topic to talk about what your fucking guy fucking yeah dude so whatever so have you ever you ever heard of crossroads deals no what's that so there's a old myth that you can make a deal with the devil at a crossroads i'll be right back so the old story is that Crossroads had a like transient like type uh, like uh, energy to them. So the transience of a crossroad is also not just a transient in the physical world, but in the uh, meta like the metaphysical world type thing. Um, so uh, Crossroads, the, like, that's a that's a that's a that's an intro to the story that I'm going to be telling here, but. Uh, Crossroads deals have been like a, a bit thing in like culture and like things that uh, if you want to make a deal with the <coughs> devil to do something, you can go to a crossroads and sit there and wait after midnight on a uh, on a moonless night. Hmm. So there's a story about how a, do you find one of these places? It's just a crossroads, like literally just a crossroads, like an intersection. But like it has to be like a like a lesser like ran intersection, like a one where you can pretty much be alone, you know? Like country intersections are are pretty like crossroads like type thing. There's a man by the name of Robert Johnson. You ever heard of him? No. Robert Johnson was born in the year nineteen eleven. He was born to a family where he was pretty much since his since his birth, he's had a he's had a horrible, like awful, like life that he's been trying to do. But um, the one thing that he used to escape all like his like troubles and stuff was blues music. So he loved he loved playing the blues. Uh, but the thing was, he really sucked at playing the guitar. So he uh, he went along, uh, lived his life, and was trying to make it as a blues musician. But back in the day. You got to think about it. Like everybody said the blues was the devil's music back then. Like it was frowned upon, like all this shit. So um, Robert met a lady 
that he uh, fell in love with and he was about to marry. And uh, her family hated him because he played blues music and he said he was going to give it up to marry her, like just live like a normal life, you know, type thing. So, you know, pretty standard like story there. Uh, But he was going to do one more one more tour before he was going to marry her, like his kind of like his final like thing. He's like, like, I'm going to leave it behind, but I'll do one more tour before I get married type thing. So while he was on tour, his wife that was pregnant with his kid died. So when he came back, the family blamed him for playing the devil's music before, like, like how blues was looked at as the devil's music. They said that this is your punishment for playing the blues type thing. Oh, shit. So he was... The blues. Did he just yeah. tell the story of the devil went down to Georgia? No. That's, not, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, this sounds like the devil went down to Georgia to live for soul to steal. So, so um, he uh, went back to playing the blues because he uh, wanted to... Um, he wanted to, to uh, you know, do that because his wife's dead, his kid, his his pregnant wife died with his kid. So he was like, I'm just going to go Fuck back his to, wife. To, doing, to doing what I do. So he went back and he was playing a show and, like, one of his idols came up to him. I forgot the name of his idol, but, like, his idol came up to him and was like, son, stop playing. It just sounds like noise. <laughs> Damn. So he disappeared <coughs> for three years and came back to the same guy who was his idol, and he just goes, hey, can I play? And he came back, because back then they didn't have a seven-string guitar, but he came back with a seven-string guitar. He was the first one to do it. And then he's like, what's up with the extra string? He goes, oh, you'll see. So then he gets up there. He's playing the blues. And he was playing, and they're like, that is the most insane-sounding thing that we've heard, because no one's ever heard someone play like he played back then. And he went from literally being the shittiest guitar player to the best of that time period. Damn. Because In, of the extra string? No. No, this this is this is where this is where the story gets weird. So he disappears for three years, comes back with an extra string on his guitar, and he plays music that is basically like the building blocks of what rock and roll ended up becoming. And every like a whole bunch of rock and roll artists said that they they got their inspiration from this guy, Robert. And uh, Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson, yeah, Robert Johnson. Damn. So related to Eric Johnson, no. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. I love but that song. Cliffs of Dover. Cliffs of Dover. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good it. song. It really yeah, is. Yeah. But um, the then they started being this like, he always had a real, real ominous vibe around him after he came back for three years, and he was playing, like, like most of the time you can't cultivate that kind of talent in three years. So people were like, what happened? So he was drunk at a bar one day, and one of the guys came along, and they're like, how did you learn how to play like that in three years? He goes, he looked at him, took another swig of his drink, and he just goes, honestly, I made a deal with the devil. Damn. And, he, and then he told him the story. He went to the crossroads, and this is when things get weird. Uh, about, the, about a year into his thing when he disappeared, he went to the crossroads, and he started playing, a, playing his guitar at the crossroads. Real shitty, but he was like, he's still trying to play the guitar. And out of the weeds, a eight-foot-tall man came out and asked him if he could tune his guitar for him. And he goes, so he gave him the guitar, and he started talking to him. And he just goes, now, I know, and like the guy goes, I know who you are, Robert. And like he's, he's tuning his guitar and like playing it. And he just goes, and I know exactly what you want. And he goes, there's one thing 
that I require from you. And he just goes, and that's uh fiddle made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he just goes, but uh that's uh that's your soul, son. And he just goes, it's a simple deal. If I give you back this guitar and you accept, you'll be one of the best guitar players that's ever walked this earth. And then he goes, You can deny it, but he just goes, I'm pretty sure you won't. <laughs> And then he handed him back the guitar, and he goes, is it a deal? And then he grabbed the guitar, and he shook his hand. And ever since what then... What the fuck? When he, did this take place? 1930s sometime? <laughs> but actually meet the devil. He met the devil, and he made a well, deal with him. See, this is this comes around to the homeless thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> homeless people in the weeds. <laughs> Side of the road in the middle of the night. I'm the devil. <laughs> I'm the devil. But look up, look up a song by Robert Johnson called Crossroads. All like, right, let's see. No, he's gonna he can play it on on his computer, so we can oh, all okay. hear it. Sorry, <laughs> Robert Johnson Crossroads or uh, or Hellhound on my trail. Uh, yeah. So this was 1930s, by the way. Sounds it sounds a lot like the story if you listen to the words of Johnny Be Good. Oh yeah. I've heard 1930s movies before. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Pink Floyd was actually named after a 1930s blues artist. Really? Yep. Oh, shit. This shit is so awesome. <laughs> Bro. I was, I, was like a, I was taking a music class in college, and the uh, the guy had like a like a twenties uh, slide guitar, and he was like, "Anybody know how to play guitar?" I was like, "Yeah," but he was like, "You want to play it?" I was like, "No," because I was too like, I was too afraid to play it in front of everybody. Oh man! <laughs> but I wish I played it though. Dude, what if you played it in front of everybody and then you became like a fucking rock star? I don't know how to play. It. I didn't know how to play the fucking slide guitar. Oh, but, slide guitar, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same as a regular guitar. It's just he's got the little horizontal. Right? And he also got the ring. Yeah. No, I mean it was like one of those steel uh, slide guitars. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but oh, no, see, it I'm, was a horizontal. I'm getting it confused with the um, the dobro, right? Isn't that what it's called? Like the slide guitars that like the the Pink Floyd used, where like they had like the thing on the table and they yeah. used their hand on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's they use that a lot in country. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, table table slide, I think it's called. Yeah, I mean it's similar to uh, a dobro, like Jerry Douglas. The song is fucking bops, bro. That's <laughs> <Dude>, like, <laughs> wait, you really think it does? Yeah, it's oh, a good yeah. song. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> in 1930s. Yeah, just imagine, like in the 1930s, uh, you've never heard anything like this. Yeah, it's taking it out of context. <laughs> He's like, this song fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got like a really eerie feeling to it. You know? it oh, no, I'm thinking of Henry Johnson. <laughs> Henry Johnson? <laughs> Henry Johnson, I don't think that's um, Oh, man, Jerry Douglas. See, hold on, let me see if I can find this. You're here at Alison Krauss. Uh, nope. No? So she's like a bluegrass lady, but she... She, um... She tours with this guy, Jerry Douglas. Hold on, let me see. And he plays a dobro. It's basically like an actual guitar that they're using as a slide guitar. Interesting. But, but it's yeah. like it's like turned, so they hold it like at their waistline. I've actually played they, a bass like that. It's really weird sounding. 
Let me see. What uh, what's the name of that song? Are you looking up uh, Robert Johnson? No, I was looking at uh, Biden administration warns of AI's dangers. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, this thanks. Is not behind that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you heard it here on Untitled first. <laughs> so, so this guy plays the Dobro. Hold on, we'll come back to that. Uh, hold on a sec. This is what it sounds like. That's the thing you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about like... Um, listen, listen to how beautiful this sounds. Like. Yeah, it sounds... They're like playing on the table with the finger picks. It's, it's an actual like guitar, but flipped sideways. Uh, so he's playing it with like the sliding picks. Yeah. But it's on his waist. Right. But let me skip ahead. It's got a beautiful sound to it. You hear the like yeah, slide? The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could you play a slide bass? Could you play a slide bass? Could it, I wonder because I could, yeah. I, I wonder how it'd sound. I have a slide. I play slide guitar, so you might be able to do Yeah, that'd be, that'd be an interesting sound. I mean, you can. It's possible. This yeah. dude gets It'd be this. like a fretless. You ever play a fretless bass? I like fretless bass a lot. Probably the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I like fretless bass a lot. It's really hard to, like, know where. Like, when you play a violin, you have to know, like, exactly where the notes are. Because the fretless that I had had notches, like, at, like, the edge of it. So you could kind of feel where. Yeah, I like, think the they're supposed were, to. But. Where the fret was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. What about a fretted violin? <laughs> that'd be weird. I think that's weird. called cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? I a fiddle's smaller, I think. Fiddles yeah. for the poor, the poor, fo- poor folks. No, you can spill a beer on a fiddle. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but like you were saying about this guy Robert Johnson, right? <clears throat> they say like artists that there's this thing that if if you meet it at the same time and same place every day right? It, it will feed you ideas, right? This, it's like a meme, right? If you know what, like the other definition of a meme is, what do you mean? Um, here, let me, it's kind of hard to describe. Like, let me look up what a Jamie, look that up. Jamie. What? Yeah. <laughs> what def- a meme is definition of a meme. Yeah. I think a meme is an internet. Like, no, joke. A, a meme, like a meme, like an internet meme. Not like it's the other definition. I don't know what the other definition is. I've never heard of that. Oh, suck. I think a meme is just something that's like, God, I don't even know how to describe it. I know. Meme definition, maybe like paranormal kind of. I feel like half the people who are in fucking like uh, media and shit now all fucking are sold their soul to the devil. Well, this, the idea is basically like a meme is like a spirit almost, right? Mm. And if you meet it like at the same time and same place every day and you like set aside time for it, it'll like feed you like ideas. That sounds sketch. (laughs) Joe Rogan talks about it and like actually like a lot of like artists talk about it, but I don't think it's a negative thing, dude. I think, I think what it is is that I think you're just tapping into the ether of ideas, right? Another creepy thing about Robert Johnson is that he would play at the cemetery every single night. Jesus, this guy was a fucking. I'm surprised he wasn't in jail in the 30s. Yeah, in the 30s, you'd go to jail for just about anything for yeah. being cross-eyed. And mm-hmm. Because <laughs> no, but this dude, this dude would go to the cemetery every night and play. And people asked him, he just goes, "This way, I can play in front of an audience and no one will boo me." 
<laughs> Dude, that's awesome. It's true. But I, I mean, right? No one boos us on Untitled Podcast. That's right. Unbooable. If you want to call in, though, you can boo us. Yeah, please. <laughs> Dude, we call, should. Uh, Tyler, what's your phone number? We should make a. <laughs> no, we could do. We could do like a WhatsApp type thing. We Tyler's do a disposable number. number. We're not putting my phone number out a, there. If you want to make a make a complaint to Untitled Podcast, it's at five 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 five. No, but we should really make a WhatsApp for for Untitled Podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So then we could actually have people call in and not. Dude, get I want I want number. people to call in with their paranormal experiences. Absolutely. Oh. I think Speaking we should have a that, segment on that. Speaking of that, want to talk about this uh, this book here? Oh, yeah, yeah, this so I've been re- reunited with this book. I told the story before. I'll I'll give a brief synopsis on it. It was just one of my very few ghost stories. The name of this book is Ghosts of the Northeast, right? So, I was at my friend's house and this one friend is really into like like spiritual stuff, you know, um, almost like not quite like a Wiccan, but like that kind of like the dark arts, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, Harry Potter, dark arts, <laughs> like, like, I, I don't know what you would call it. What would you call it? Tyler? Where it's like, she's uh, in a cult. Kind of, yeah. The it's occult. not like evil. Necessarily. No, no. Like it's just the occult. Yeah. Like I, I'm into the occult. Like yeah. faith hill springs eternal. The fuck did you just say? <laughs> did you just put a spell on this? <laughs> <laughs> Do, do we have to have an exorcism? What just happened? So Ali Mack would understand. So I was at. If he was fucking here. I was at this friend's house, and um, I'm gonna go call him. <laughs> uh, we were. Uh, what, what was the? I forget what the exact context was, but um, I walked by this uh, bookshelf in this book. Not this exact copy. This is Tyler's copy. Yeah. But this book fell off the shelf. And it opened up to a page. Uh, so this, this is all about ghost stories. It opened up to a page about a, um, a restaurant in our town that's haunted. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this restaurant would always freak me out because I'd always hear stories that it was haunted. And when I had to drive by it at night, I would drive by really fast. <laughs> right? But it's, it's just so weird that, you know, it's like literally like two miles line of sight away. And out of all the stories in this book, it opened up to that one. That's pretty cool. So... Um, There's some really interesting stories in let's there. Let's see. Let's see which one I pick. If I pick one at random, right? This is the uh, Southeast Light. Oh, you got a bookmark. That's why it opened up to it. Is it? So let's see. Let's see the one about the Bear Steakhouse. That's the name of the restaurant. Let me see. I, it might have a glossary where you could find it in. Here, I'll let you look it up. Yeah, let me see real quick, but. Uh, uh, the Bear Steakhouse is what it's called. Yeah. Hotels, inns, and B and Bs. Would it be in there? Uh, oh, restaurant ghosts. That'd yeah, be there you go. <laughs> There's a chapter for restaurant ghosts. Uh, two hundred and fifty-five. Uh, the Bear Steakhouse, two hundred fifty-nine. There it is. That's fucking wild. If you would like to read it, sir. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hopefully I don't cry and <laughs> run out of the room. Story. <laughs> All right, so this is kind of long, man. It's two pages. All right, so where does this start? Uh, where the where the picture is. Okay. So it says, the young man angrily slammed the kitchen door. I feel like this is starting in the middle of a... 
All right, angrily slammed the kitchen door, uh, strode to his car, whatever that means, jammed the gear shift into low, and burned rubber out of the driveway under Route 7. That's where it is, south of Dwaynesburg, New York. Wherever he was headed, he never arrived. A few hours later, a passerby discovered his smoking and smashed car wrapped around a tree just a few miles away. The boy was dead. This is very dramatic. Wait, this is the page that it opened to? Yeah. Yeah. When it fell off the shelf? Yeah. Yeah. This but, is But that that was after the car crash the motorcycle crash in your house? Dude, no shit. That's fucking spooky too. You had the motorcycle crash at your house too. Is that the same story? No, it's no. not the same story, but no, that's but a, it's a similar This is der- this this is my apartment. You're you're talking about the motorcycle under the barn that yeah. caught on fire? Yeah, no, that's that's like That's what after that. Way like 10 yeah. years after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says his wake was held uh, in the house. I can barely read that. Held in the house's front room. Not long after the funeral, the grief stricken family sold the house and moved away. New owners after World War II converted the old farmhouse into a tourist home. In the late 1940s, the old farmhouse became the sportsman's inn and was later uh, incarnated as Dwayne Manor, a cocktail lounge. In 1959, both Pat and Payne bought it and converted it to the bear steakhouse after Bob's nickname. Pat often heard strange noises in the upstairs living quarters, but couldn't identify them or track them down while tending bar downstairs. She also heard weird sounds, but attributed these episodes to the house settling. Hmm. One morning as she sat reading upstairs, a large fig fig tree in a heavy pot suddenly launched itself in front of her. That's just too heavy. No way it could have dumped itself, she marveled. Exasperated at the cleanup, she blurted out, now look what you did. I've got to clean all this up. <laughs> and she caught herself. Who was she talking to? That's fucking crazy, dude. I don't know if I'm going to read this whole thing. I'm having flashbacks to reading in church. But uh, yeah, so it, there's there's like paranormal things that take place at this at this uh, steakhouse. Do you, do you want to read some of it? I'll read just, it. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to read the same story? You want me to do a different one? Yeah, just keep going down the... So I missed the beginning. Like, what's up with the book? Oh, so I told the story before. Um, about the book, like, dropped and it landed on the page. <coughs> yeah, yeah. My friend had yeah. that same book. And it. she was, like, into, the, like, the, the occult and stuff. And I walked by the shelf. I didn't even touch it. And the book fell out of the bookshelf. And, and it just opened, opened up, to this page? Opened to that page, mm. which is... The, the name of the book is Ghost Stories in the Northeast, right? Mm. So I opened to that page and um, that that's like two miles away from where we were, that Ooh. steakhouse. So, so I'll, I'll finish the story. <clears throat> a few weeks after opening, their teenage son reported hearing music in his bedroom every night around 2 a.m. Sometimes he'd awaken to find his record player spinning, but other times it'd be just the music, but from where? Fortunately, this only happened once when his friend slept over, so he had witness confirmation. Pat concluded that the spirit must be of that dead young driver and that he must have liked his music. And this must, eh, and this may be even, eh, this may have even been his bedroom. She took the matter to the priest who advised saying that the rosary praying, eh, so saying, eh, who advised saying this, the rosary and praying for this young man's soul. They followed his advice and while, uh, for a while the room was quiet. Yeah. Got some saliva that I need to swallow there. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes later, Bob and Pat's daughter inherited her brother's room and the music resumed. 
She discovered that she'd hear music until she stood, and then it would cease. So there's only about a page left here. One night, the family was awoken by a strong smell of smoke in the cellar. Bob found his compressor engulfed in flames. Strangely, however, the objects uh, near it weren't even singed. How could that fire have not spread, he pondered. Had the ghost awakened them to surprise them with a fire at the same time? That was very hard to believe, but the strange events continued in the steakhouse over the years, and the family began fondly referring to a young man as George. So, I'm going to take a side uh, thing from here. If you give a spirit a name, that's one of the worst things that you could do to it, because if you start calling it by a name, names have been given power since names have been a thing. Like, if you called your name, you're going to respond to your name, right? Mm. And the whole thing with like with the uh, with like giving a spirit a name, it's giving it credence, and you're calling it like from that. Like you're just like, hey, I'm gonna call you by a name, so every time that I say this name, um, it's gonna come out. So if you give something a name, it's like giving it more power, like mm. giving it more things. So okay, yeah. Though they knew it, they hadn't been his name. Bartender Tony, after closing one night, went home and called. then called Pat. As I was leaving the parking lot, I saw you waving to me in the upstairs window. How'd you get upstairs so fast? Pat, who couldn't have gone upstairs until after Tony had left, replied, It wasn't me, Tony. Maybe you saw our ghost. <laughs> mm. Pat realized that they'd become so used to the ghost activity that an unrecognized person in the window was now prompted as a ghost instead of a frantic speech. Pat believes that George is becoming a lover of sorts towards the young women who work there. Damn. Whenever Tony passes the curtain picture on the wall, it suddenly tilts. She thinks that George wants to get Tony's attention. However, uh, whenever Tony is around the kitchen cooler, it pops open. She's very attractive, Pat told me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, sorry, there's more to it. Oh, there's, yeah, there's a little bit more. All right. During my kitchen interview, Bob continually checked on the roast cooking for dinner and uh, piled me with succulent cuts of ribeye beef. I was t- it was hard to concentrate on the ghosts. He recommends he rec- he reminisced. We once had a customer who barged into this kitchen after her meal, and she wanted to know if we knew about the ghost. We looked at her with another fo- with another poker face, and then burst out laughing. Laughing. She felt a cold breeze in the front corner of the dining room, and many others had the same sensation. I stopped my hilarity and told her about the dead young man and that we learned that his coffin was placed in the spot during the wake. So, one night, while his son's friends were staying again overnight, Bob got up to go to the bathroom and found the light on. He blamed it on his son's friends and then went back to bed. But he saw the light turn on once again. When he arose to turn it off, he... uh, he, re- it, he relit it uh, itself once more before finally staying off. Pat told another woman who was visiting overnight she woke to see a chair rocking itself, and she never returned. <laughs> another time, someone broke into their storeroom, and they came downstairs to find the window open, but nobody was there. She believes George frightened the intruder away, and again, nothing was missing. Once in a while, we hear footsteps creaking down the hallway through nobody's, uh, eh, though nobody is there. Corky, our harpist, our harpist? What the fuck's a harpist? Somebody plays the harp. Oh. Often plays in a dining room before <laughs> dinner. In, in mid-performance, his harp would suddenly go out of tune. Pat can't just do that. It can't just do that, he tells me. But here we go. 
Perhaps the young driver has now found a brighter, more leisurely path and has forgiven himself for his teenage tantrum. The restaurant has been pretty quiet lately after 50 years. I think he's pretty much at peace and doesn't have to show off as much anymore, Bob concluded. In a time the young man's spirit may also realize that he's closer to heaven than he first thought, and the bear's succulent states will always be available. Well, here's the crazy thing. Remember that story I told you about my friend? Yeah. Seeing that thing? So look how far away that is from where he saw it. No shit. That's like right around the corner. Two miles. Yeah. Yeah. Two miles away. Walking distance. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll have to go ghost hunting there this summer. Dude. Yeah. What if what if we what if you went to the Bear Steakhouse and you started asking for George? Are you uh, there? Are you there, George? Are you there, George? George, are you there? Hey Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, we could ask the owners if they if they'd let us do it. I I'm sure they would if it's the same owners. Yeah, you ask them. Uh, I will. I'll do that. Yep. Untitled podcast, paranormal. Invasions. <laughs> Dude, we really got to find a way to get people to call in. Paranormal invasions. <laughs> we got to find a way to get our uh, fourth co-host to show up to the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, all right, we'll take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about 9-11. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. All right. We're going to be calling one of our friends of the cast. <laughs> it's almost midnight, my God. <laughs> We were talking about some ghost stories. We were wondering if you ever fucking had any stories about the ghosts. You know what I mean? Damn, boy, yeah, I'm Damn, back, bro. Damn, bro, we just talking. I had like, you might know some ghost stories. Man. You might have got some good stories. Man. You know, you know, out there doing stuff in the world. Man. Maybe you came across some ghosts or something, but I got to go with that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Catch me Call me back if you got any ghost stories. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Just to know it's just another untitled podcast. Uh, yeah. Oh shit. What? I just clicked on a thing and it said suicide, self harm, and eating disorders policy on YouTube. Uh, what? What the <laughs> fuck? Why'd you pick that? If you believe someone is in danger, get in touch with the local emergency services for help. Don't call us. Flag the video and bring it to our attention. Why? What did you do on your algorithm? So I clicked on a, uh, a Rage Against the Machine video that was Bomb Track, right? The song. 
that I was playing. And it said, uh, this, this video may contain topics of self-harm and or suicide because the album cover is the monk that's burning, Setting himself on oh. fire. Setting himself on fire in the uh, 60s. Give me a break. Yeah, I know that album cover. It's yeah. a sick album cover. Dude, that monk literally fucking sat down the street, lit himself on fire, and didn't move. Dude, that's... That's how Self, um, uh, it's called something. Self um, immolation. Immolation. Yeah, it's, it's fucking hard. There's also a band. Shout out immolation band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. You're gonna ban that. Uh, they're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> no, I said it's a band. Oh, the band oh. immolation. Oh, I thought you said you're gonna ban immolation. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's already banned. <laughs> no, no, no. Immolation oh, band. Anyway, we're back on the Untitled Podcast. Need to go. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler's got to go. I it's need, bedtime I need to go to a nice place where I go when I sleep. <laughs> Real nice place when I sleepy time. Nice place when I go to sleep. <laughs> I'm playing with a something here. I'm trying to. You doing meth? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not working. Damn it. Well, I was trying to give you a sound of PTSD. Tyler, tell tell us what uh, what you want our viewers to email us this week. <laughs> Yeah, don't email us dick pics. <laughs> Please. What should they email us? Email us ghost stories, cryptid stories, <laughs> stories of come to Jesus, <laughs> stories that are anti-communism, anything of that sort. <laughs> That'd be real fun, real real nice. Uh, Pro-America, pro-gun, um, anti-terrorist, pro-freedom, you know? I'm pro freedom of speech. Shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> Damn, I'm trying to give. Um, and uh, what's that email address for everybody? That's untitledpodcast73 at gmail.com. Email it. Or don't. <laughs> or just spam it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, try- I'm trying to give Tyler PTSD before he goes. Uh, I of what? It, bro. No, if I of can- what? Hold on a sec. I'm trying to get it to play. Ah, it's not working. Damn it. <laughs> what is it? It's Morse code. I just wrote. I, I think that pretty much sums it up, but <laughs> yeah. it was an, it was a specific sound that would give you PTSD. No, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's You know which one I'm talking about. I know about. what sound it is. I don't want to hear that. No. Now nah, the worst sound is fucking. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I got a sound that'll give every single one of us PTSD. Uh, hold on. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Hold on, dude. I have the... Uh, this is some wacker Dude, because shit. he would just do that at random points of the night. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all be fucking just sitting there, minding our own business. And then this motherfucker comes along, and he just goes... <laughs> this will be funny to fuck with people. <laughs> 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 and he'd just, just go up to somebody who's fucking sleeping and just go... 
I gotta start doing that at work again. <laughs> Dude, that sound just gives me rage. Against the machine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's literally the sound, though. Literally the sound. Bro, <laughs> what are you looking up, Dan? I'm just trying to. Hold on a sec. Let me see. Here. <laughs> Back the fuck up. <laughs> Glock News Monster. What? Glock Ness Monster, you fucking... Oh, the Glock Ness Monster. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna murder. So what were we gonna say about 9-11? Oh, God. Something. I'll listen to this when I get home. I love you guys. I love the viewers. I hate some of the viewers, too. If you agree with Casey, I hate you. If you agree with me, you're the best person on the planet. What country do you hate the viewers the most? I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> Switzerland? South Korea. No. Switzerland. <laughs> Shout out Switzerland. How many viewers do we have from Switzerland? <clears throat> How many viewers do we have? Not a lot do anymore. Have, do we have a viewer? <laughs> do we have any viewers? Yeah, we have like No. No one is listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Later, bro. Bye. Later. So, uh, I was watching a six part documentary this week. It was a nine 11, like the, the memories or some shit like that, but actually cool. Cause it has like all the, uh, videos from that I actually shot in, uh, 2001, like real time videos, but it's like in HD. So you can, I don't know if you've ever like seen like videos of the actual nine 11 footage, like, like in depth, like hour long videos, but no hour long. No, like, did you see, like, videos of, like, the firefighters, like, when it happened and, like, the planes flying into the building? Yeah, and, like, I've seen all that stuff. Yeah, but they have, like, they have, like, a documentary on the stuff and they have, like, the people that are in the videos, like, um, on camera, like, telling their stories. But anyway, there's one motherfucker, Joseph Pfeiffer. He was the battalion chief of uh, Battalion 1. And uh, he was on a call, uh, a gas leak call, at the time that the first plane hit into the World Trade Center. And so he was like, he was probably like 15, 20 blocks away. And uh, they they see the plane hit the World Trade Center. And they like hear this plane. And there's there's someone recording like this gas leak call for some reason. Like, why, though? Why are they recording, like, a ghastly call? I see where you're going with this. It was, so it was set up. There's a cameraman recording the battalion chief as he's directing the firefighters on this ghastly call. And uh, they hear the sound of the jet engine. And the camera immediately aims at the World Trade Center. And they see the plane just crash into the World Trade Center. Like, like... As you're hearing the jet engine, the like the camera's panning over to the World Trade Center. You know, like almost like they knew that the plane was going into the World Trade Center. <clears throat> so what was this guy's name? Uh, Joseph Pfeiffer. Joseph. I mean, highly likely, highly suspect. And so he was the first battalion chief. Um, he was like the first on scene to 9-11. Um, so he went over... He was like, he called on radio and he was like, yeah, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. Um, and then he went over and like established command and uh, 
and then uh, they sent like you know they sent the whole response team out to out to the World Trade Center. And, um, I'm looking at a picture of him now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you should watch that documentary. It's fucking. I'm gonna see if I can find this video. But uh, but then he fucking so he was in the uh, World Trade Center, like in the lobby in the North Tower, <clears throat> and uh, like he was like directing people with like the chief, like a bunch of captains, bunch of chiefs, like the chief of the fire department. They were all in the North Tower, and then the fucking South Tower got hit and fell, and uh, he ran across the street, and uh, then he was, like, in command, and, uh, like, the fucking, the director of the fire department of FDNY was killed in 9-11, like, the chief, Damn. like, the, the chief of the uh, the department, right? Um, so he was, like, in command after that, and... Uh, <laughs> Something about uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so he saw the towers get. You see the, you, you know, it's like all like a big scene. Like there's like a police officer, right? And she was like, there's like a, a lady police officer, and she was like, uh, yeah, they're telling me on the radio, like they're telling us that the, that the second tower is coming down, right? Yeah, and we go like gotta get out of here, like almost like she knew. So, so you're trying to paint a picture of first responders knowing that it was going to happen. Yeah. So, oh, oh, you're talking about Building Seven. Um, no, I'm talking about that was uh, another thing. So, I'm talking about the second tower. Okay, the so South Tower. Did she say that before or after the first? She said tower? she was running down the street and she said, "We just got a radio transmission that said the the second tower is coming down. We got to get out of here." And the first one had already fallen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist <laughs> <laughs> to be like that plane that size just hit that tower and it fell. A second plane <laughs> the same size hit that tower the same exact way in the same spot. It's gonna fall. <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I know, but it, it's I don't crazy. Think, I, that thing with the camera, though, like the the camera pans on the World Trade Center, and then like like they hear a plane before it, but the camera pans in the World Trade Center, and you just see the plane going into the into the fucking tower, like almost like they were like waiting for, and they were on a fucking gas leak call. Why are they filming a gas leak call in the middle of a fucking Tuesday morning anyway? Well, I could tell you that you have to find out who is behind the camera, but it could have been for legal purposes, but they don't film every day. Like they don't film every call. And why are they filming firefighter calls in New York city? Well, think, think about this. There's, this was, 2000 camcorders were small then, you know, the mm. camcorder in 2000 is like, you know, like palm sized. It wasn't like a right? body cam. It was like a movie. It was like, it was like a movie shoot almost. Well, I mean, he was probably just filming it on the camcorder. Right. You know that. And so, but who, he, but like, I want to, he might've been recording it for documentation. I mean, look, there's 20 million people, <laughs> 20 million people. And, in New York city, <laughs> right? The chances that I can't believe there weren't more people randomly filming, just fucking around with a camcorder. 
Well, there were. That's why there's so many videos. But they're just like, oh wow, look at the videos. There's plenty of tourists, right? But uh, right, yeah. And I'm surprised there wasn't more. But why are they just re- randomly recording a firefighter during a gaslight call? Well, you never know. It could have been like a lawyer or something. Mm. You know, that was like hey, maybe it had something to do with his property. It's fishy, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to see it. I'd have to. I'd have to see it to make a judgment. Yeah, you gotta look at nine uh, eleven, the uh, fucking lost documentary or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> Dude, that shit is so scary. Like, can you imagine just like you're just chilling in your office, and then all of a sudden you're thinking about if you have to jump or not. Oh yeah, they were talking about that. And then you hear too, the floors like above you pancaking. Like, you know what I never saw any pictures or footage of is them rescuing anybody from the rubble. It was like nobody made it. Yeah. So on the documentary, there was was like a few group of firefighters that actually made it out of the rubble because they like saved some old lady and then they uh, actually got rescued out of the rubble. But they were like one of the only ones that made it to uh, survive the collapse of uh, both buildings. Oh, my God. Dude, that is just like, it's so terrifying. It's so terrifying what humans can dream up. Yeah. You know, but 9-11 is. But yeah, there was this guy that was like, that was like, yeah, it was just like a clear blue day. And then we just got like pitch black. You stay at like the Marriott Hotel that was in between the World Trade Center in, in between the two towers. And he's oh like, God. just got pitch black. And then like, I fucking like fell like 19 stories. Wait, he fell 19 stories? Yeah, there's people that, that actually fell and, and still, uh, like, the building collapsed around them. And really? they, like, yeah, they, like, kind of, like, made it, though. Kind of made it? Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> Wait, they, they made it. They either did or they didn't. They made it, but they were fucked up. <laughs> wow. See, that's the crazy thing is, like, you don't really hear the stories of the people who, like, were like maimed or injured. It's like they either made it out fine or they didn't make it at all. Yeah, I mean, because if you get hit with fucking a thousand pounds of steel, you're fucking dead. Right. Yeah, but if yeah. you don't, then you'll, you'll probably make it. And then the debris coming down, killing people. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the fucking pieces of the building weigh <sighs> like a thousand pounds each. And oh they're like, God. yeah, there's people like in the floors like there's people all like on the floor like this in a room and they're like they don't have any escape except the windows because the stairway is blocked so they have to decide whether like stay in the burning building or jump out the window what the dude it's so so messed up it's like god i I just can't it's still like till this day it still stings hmm you know, it's still scary. It's it's like never stopped being scary, but it was it was supposed to be a lot worse actually. So nine eleven was just like that. That was that was like a small version of what they were planning, actually. And they oh. they they attempted to steal. I actually I think it was from Honolulu. <laughs> they they <laughs> they had a plan to steal twenty seven forty sevens. And this was like, I think in 1996 and it got thwarted. Like, uh, I, I want to say it was from Honolulu. Let me see. Yeah. That. So they were, they were trying to crash the last plane to the Capitol building. Right. Yeah. 
but that fucking went down. Well, was it shot down? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was this? Plan to steal 747s before 9-11. Bro, and then fucking Building 7, right? Fucking Building 7 comes down, and they're like, it collapses due to fire. And you can see the video on YouTube of, uh, of like, this is a simulation of Building 7 of what it would look like if it collapsed due to fire. And you see, like, the individual pieces fall, like, pieces of building falling off, almost like the World Trade Center did. And, uh, like, it was, like, slowly collapsing, like, over the course of, like, 10 seconds. Right. But when you see the actual video of Building 7 collapses, it's just, like, the bottom is taken out and it's a free fall. Right. It's not like individual pieces like collapsing due to fire, you know? It so you couldn't know what it would look like if it collapsed from fire because no steel structure but the in video, history yeah. has ever collapsed from fire. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like saying, you know, what does a pink elephant look like? You can guess what it might look like, but you'll never know because they don't they've never existed. So what are you saying? It's the first time in history <laughs> that a steel structure ever co- collapsed from fire, mm. fire damage. A steel structure has never collapsed from fire in history. That was the first. Before 9-11? Before 9-11, it has never happened. Really? Haven't any collapsed since then? What's that? I don't think any have collapsed since then, right? Uh, no. They, steel structures don't collapse from fire. Well, they did on 9-11. It's the first, it's the one and only time. It was like a one in a trillion chance and it happened on 9-11. Well, it's not one in a trillion because like if you fly a fucking jet plane to the World Trade Center. Well, that's structural damage. That's different. But but every time that you fly a a plane to the World Trade Center, it's going to collapse, right? (laughs) Statistically, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So far. (laughs) So so far, every time. (laughs) It's two for two. Yes. And in history. Uh, every time a plane has been flown. In Actually, it's three for two because seven World Trade Center collapsed <laughs> without a plane being fucking flown flew into it. It was a steel building, right? It just collapsed out of the sheer shock of the situation. <laughs> and the fucking, like you saw the, like the Marriott Hotel being like the middle of it being taken out when the uh, South Tower collapsed. Like the South Tower collapsed and the fucking middle of the Marriott just got fucking taken out. And this fucking guy's like, oh, yeah, it's like on the 19th floor um, in the north stairwell. And uh, my section didn't get fucked. So I just like fucking made it out. But dude, I think it's so incredibly obvious that they they had it wired up with explosives ahead of time. Like Mm. for the reasons that I talked (laughs) about before on, on the first, the first episode, was it the first episode? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That they have sensitive documents. Building seven. Yep. Yeah. They, without a doubt. I mean, bro, these are, these are national secrets that cannot get out. So, I mean, cause what if some organization wanted to cause a terrorist attack and then they wanted to, go in there during all the chaos and steal information. It's like, Mm. you can't wipe all the drives. You can't get rid of all the evidence. The only thing you can do is hit the self-destruct button. So now, you know, I, I think stuff like this, right. And, um, so I was watching the launch of that rocket that Elon Musk 
just did. Yeah, yeah. The SpaceX just did. And it's like this massive rocket, right? And so on the way down, you see it like failing, right? And then finally it just explodes. I'm like, oh, they self-destructed it. That's like <laughs> incredibly obvious, right? Mm. And I'm like, but that's just like my opinion. Well, they were talking to Chris Hatfield. Do you know who he is? No, no. He's a Canadian NASA Oh, astronaut. yeah. I see him on YouTube. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, without a doubt, um, you know, this this was a huge success. And he goes, that it exploding at the end was, he goes, all these rockets have self-destruct features. So I would assume that they just they just use the self-destruct features, feature so it wouldn't harm anybody on the ground. And I'm mm. like, oh, see, that, that inference that I made, assuming that it probably had a self-destruct feature, all right? So you can trust me on 9-11, all right, on Building 7. It had a self-destruct feature. That building had a self-destruct feature, without a doubt. Now, what mechanisms they used, like what what um what channels they have to go through in order to initiate the self-destruction? Who yeah. knows? Maybe the president has to be called. You know. Well, he was. He acted like he didn't know. Like there was like a documentary on uh, Netflix about like 9/11, what the president did during 9/11. He was like, "Oh, I was in Florida reading a book to children, and then they told me about 9/11, and I fucking flew around the airplane." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, you fucking knew about it, bro. Like, I don't want to fucking watch an hour and a half of George Bush lying to me. <laughs> right, right, and he is a good liar. Yeah, he knew something. It's like, dude, they 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 needed that shit to happen, though. You know yeah. what I mean? To like, how and then uh, they had they had to find excuses to go to war with Iraq after that, right? And Iraq had nothing to do with it. Yeah, but it's just like we're just there by proxy of them just being brown, like ninety. <laughs> like, 90. It's just more brown people, <laughs> so it's like okay, everybody's good with it. It's like no, dude, like that's not cool. You can't just go into a country just because, you know. Yeah, ninety percent of the uh, the terrorists involved in the in the 9-11 were saudi arabian yeah so like most of them so so they're saudi arabian yeah and we never did anything like to go find people in saudi pakistan i think did we invade saudi saudi arabia and pakistan yeah and it's like we never and we're we're cool with pakistan actually right yeah because they fucking they're fucking enemies with india and fucking India's in with China. Dude, this is getting <laughs> this is getting heavy. So we don't like India now? I don't know. One of them, like, you know how Pakistan and India fucking hate each other. What right? does fucking India do? Well, they... My friend, very good man, my friend. They just good. view over the, the territory in uh, Kashmir. Oh, well, so what? Let them. But they fucking hate each other. So uh, I think India's on China's side. That's fucked up, man. I They never did. I love India. Wait, people. I gotta look this up. I don't want to fight with the Indian people. India. I don't want to fight with the Chinese. I don't want to fight with anybody, bro. Can we yeah, just all, yeah. can we just all get along? <laughs> I don't know, bro. But I thought I thought India and China were friends. Yeah, I mean, I think they are starting to favor them. It's because it's because we have this weak, feeble president. That it's like nobody wants to be on our team anymore. China has been Indian, India's largest trading partner, and the two countries have also extended their strategic and military relations. Yeah, but I mean... However, conflict of interest le- leads to hostility. India has a large trade deficit that is favored towards China. 
What does that even mean? I don't even know. I don't understand trade deficits. Because I feel like you India should... Might be our, India might be on our side, actually. I don't know. Because remember the last episode, we were talking about World War Three, and uh, like China and Pakistan, or India and Pakistan? Yeah. And like they hate each other, so they're both going to pick sides and like go against against each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Damn. That wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, this whole thing with Taiwan, dude. It would just like nobody wins. Like, it, that's why I don't think it's going to happen because nobody would win. It'd In World War Three, It'd be a lose, lose, lose for everybody. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to be gained from it, you know? But <clears throat> unfortunately. That's what it was like with World War Two, though. Like, like, there's nothing to be gained from it. Like, a bunch of people are going to die, but it still happened. Yeah, but, I mean, a bunch of people who signed up for it are going to die. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I don't think they would. I think if there is a conflict, it's just going to be isol- an isolated conflict. It's going to be... I don't think anybody really wants World War III except the, the companies that make weapons, you know? But I, there's a conflict happening right now. I saw a conflict in Ukraine. Right. And I mean, let it happen. It's kind of like a proxy war, <laughs> you, you know? know? It No, it's, it, it is a war. It's, it's we're a proxy at, war. We're at war with Russia. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we have troops in Ukraine, mm. right? Even though it's only 14 people, mm. we technically have troops in Ukraine, right? Um, I Dude, I get the vibe that Russia really doesn't want to go to war with the United States. They don't want it, but I think they're sick enough that if they get backed in a corner, that they'll just go all out and they'll kill everybody. <laughs> I, I think that they don't want it, but if they're if they run out of options, I, I think it's a possibility. You know? Mm. Yeah, I think the fucking Russians would kill us all in a heartbeat before they fucking died and fucking uh give up their country to the Americans. <laughs> well, I don't think that would ever happen. Mm. You know, you kind of have to have, you kind of have to have these tensions for the world to operate. Right. It's like, mm. like, do we really like dislike Russian people? No, no. Do you think they really dislike us that much? We, no, we, but it's like a military, like conspiracy, like, like a like a mob mentality that we have to like go to war with these people and kill them because they're like our enemies. Right. Yeah. But I mean that's kind of the facade that exists, but um it's it's kind of more like like if you don't have that tension, right? You you don't sell weapons. Mm. So at the bare minimum you have to have a tension, right? So look at the Cold War. That's what that's all it was. It was nothing but tension. But in reality, like we actually get along with, with, uh, Russia very well, you know, like Mm. look at the international space station. Well, we did not anymore, but what do you mean? We don't get along with Russia now that they're fucking. Oh yeah. But so I think also part of what's happening is, so we have a war based economy, Mm. right? So for our economy to avoid recession, we have to sell weapons. Like that's, that's it, dude. There's no, there's no two ways about that. So like 
some people have to die in order for our economy to keep rolling. So are we selling weapons to Ukraine? Well, we're giving them weapons, but we're giving them we're giving them the old shit that we want to get rid of because like from the Cold War. <laughs> well, like the Abrams tank, like they just came out with the new ones. Yeah, it's like oh, how convenient! Like oh, gotta you get rid of that, these. You sent me that thing about the Russian tank, like memorabilia, where like the cutout of the Russian tank. Oh, I didn't send that, but yeah. Oh, did Tyler send that? I, it was either Tyler or, or Ali Mac or the other one. Or the other one, the yeah. one that shall not be named, <laughs> the flake, even though he's been here more than me, <laughs> but, um, no, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, man. No, there's just this tension that has to exist and it always comes up like after there's a dip in the economy. Yeah. It's always war. That's like, it's, it's always what trails a dip in the economy is because, yeah, gotta go to war. Yeah. Gotta go to war. Yep. That's just how it works. Um, people feel like that will make them like richer. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it definitely is good for the economy. Like war yeah. is war gets the economy cooking with fire. That's how it's set up. But yeah. Cause everybody's fucking miserable. Well, is, so it's just like we, we make so much money off. That's, that's our major export is weapons. That's the one thing America does really well is we make really good weapons. So we make the best in the world. Sure. I don't think there's yeah. any doubt about that. Like we make shitty cars, good trucks, <laughs> shitty cars. I don't know about that. Well, I think, I think cars are just like, I don't know, like a personal opinion, but no, there's no, <laughs> there's, if, if you're a car person, like it depends. General motors is all right. You know, but, um, we make like, I wouldn't say we make disposable cars, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, where was I going with this? Anyway, that that tension has to exist between like Russia and the United States. There there has to be this like theater, this 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 fake fight. It's like the WWE, dude. It yeah. just has to exist so everybody thinks we've got somebody to fight and we can sell weapons. I don't know how much of it is real, you know. I think even probably probably at the highest levels our governments are like working together behind the scenes. Oh yeah, cuz it's like a huge like profit to like sell all these weapons to your country and other countries. Like if if Russia really if we hated each other, like don't you think Russia would really hate the United States because of what we did like in uh Afghanistan in the 80s? I don't think I don't think Russians and Americans actually hate each other. Like the people of Russia Right. And America actually hate each other. It's just like the government. It's like a government thing, you know? It's the, like cart- the, the cartels that run the government. The government is like separate from the people almost. Like right. They've like taken their own personality. Like they're not representative of what I think and you think. Right. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if, if we go to war, it's like it's fucked up because we we don't really, it's not our fault. Like, that's not what we wanted. Do you want to go to war with Russia? Fuck, I don't want to go to war with fucking anybody. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how this, um, it, it seems like that's the way it's going. I don't think anybody really wants it. I think some people do, but I think most people don't, but it, it almost seems inevitable at this point. Hmm. So... But it, it seemed that way back in like the seventies too, though. But it never happened during the Cold War. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, dude, that's the best case scenario. Cuban Missile Crisis is that this is like a Cold War 
type scenario, you know, and nothing ever happens. It's just like a, a lot of talk, but dude, what's fucking wild is like, I, uh, I can just like go on Facebook. For example, the other day I saw a video that was like covered and it said, if you want to see this, it has sensitive content. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, now I really want to see it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I click the thing and it's a guy on a ski lift who throws a snowball at a guy in a wheelchair. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like, what's the problem with this? Like, why is it sensitive? <laughs> so that that's a problem. But then I'm scrolling through and I watch videos of Ukrainian drones dropping grenades on people in Russia. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm watching live birth videos and they're not even flagged. Right. Or like like videos of like, I don't know, fucking sick shit. It's like, dude, I'm actually actively watching people die. Yeah. And it's like, that's fine. That's not covered. Yeah. But watching somebody get hit with a snowball is offensive. <laughs> It, it it's not fuck? offensive based on the content. It's offensive based on the views of the people controlling Facebook. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're in a wheelchair. You're a victim. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous, dude. But it's like, yeah, we don't like Russians, so we can watch, you know, drones drop grenades on yeah it's like our fucking one podcast was flagged as fucking covid misinformation no (laughs) Uh, remember i talked about that last time no yeah so on the uh one episode the insurrection intervention with uh, me and tyler screaming at each other the uh they put like a covid label on it (laughs) get out of here like covid 19 information and it like links you to a bunch of podcasts that give you like government facts about covid Bro, it must analyze the audio. If you go on Spotify, yeah, it does. If you go on Spotify, you'll see like the link. Like it's like a blue bar. This is like COVID nineteen information. Oh my god! On the episode, what were we talking about? Well, we were talking about the insurrection. But that doesn't have anything to do with COVID. Well, it was like during the height of COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's a jump. We, we were also talking about COVID, though. Oh, were yeah, we? Yeah. Uh, now that we said it, is it going to pop up on this? It did. We we said it last episode. It didn't pop up. It didn't. No. Maybe you got to say it enough times. COVID. COVID. Coronavirus is a is a fake virus <laughs> that uh, escalated the world in 2019. COVID created by China, China in a lab. China That's actually virus. a fucking fact. It was created by fucking China in a lab. Yeah, we but, know that now. But you would get canceled for saying that. No, ago. no. It came out. Remember we were talking about that? It was a fucking news story that COVID was proven to be invented in a lab in China. Yeah, but I mean, a year ago, you'd get canceled for saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like everything that you say that's like a conspiracy <laughs> that like you think it's just like a joke turns out to be fucking true. Yeah. That's what Alex fucking Jones said. <laughs> Dude, I mean, why do you think the guy went nuts? You know? Exactly. And all the Sandy Hook <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because he knew too much. <laughs> so uh, corona- coronavirus is a fake virus. Do you think it was really made in the lab? Oh, yeah. It was proven that the, that it was made in the lab by China. <laughs> it's, it's it was so in funny. a Chinese lab. It's so funny that it's like such common information. They fucking, they fucking uh, changed the, uh, they changed up the uh, SARS virus, right? Into this other virus, coronavirus. And then somehow it got out. We don't know how, but uh, it got out and it spread to the rest of the world. Damn. Do you think that there's any lasting effects from the uh, vaccine? The vaccine? Yeah. 
I haven't really had any like side effects from vaccine. I, I did. I wouldn't say. My whole um my whole arm and down my the side of my flank. Turned, I mean your arm hurts. Turned yeah. red. No, it oh. turned turned red. So and the the lady at the place I work at the health center, you know where I work. She, yeah. She's just like yeah, unfortunately, even if there's another booster, you still have to get it, even though you've had a re- <laughs> even though you've had a reaction. She goes, "We have people that have nerve damage that still have to get it." Like that's that. What? Yes, yes. A medical professional told me that. She said, "So I had to be put on prednisone, which isn't serious. Prednisone and um, the third boost, the 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 booster. Uh mine." Because I only had to get the... Mine was caused by the second one, I think. Oh. But I got the sickest I got throughout the whole thing from the booster. So. Bro, the fucking COVID vaccine, I don't even know. That There's got to be some shit in that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think that they were just doing the best they could at the time, you know? But yeah. yeah, there's some nefarious aspects to it. Like they're trying to make the maximum amount of profits, but they also try to get people like the maximum amount of people to get the COVID vaccine. Right. So it, like <clears throat> lately I've been trying to take the approach that like nothing is like good or bad. Like there's good and bad aspects to mm. things, to everything, you know, yeah. it's not just good or bad. It's not like, Oh, the vaccine's good or the vaccine's bad. It's like, no, it's, it's got aspects of both. It's good and bad, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you, you have no protection, you know, if you get it, um, like there's no recourse you can take. There's no like legal recourse. If you have issues from it, if it causes you serious, like permanent damage. Mm. So that's kind of a problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But dude, it's, it's pretty scary. Like, the whole thing with it's like you do, you have to do what they say. Otherwise you can't like have a job and you can't feed yourself. Yeah. It's like rage against the machine. Now, now you do what they told you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with like everything. Like now what they do, like if like, say you're a doctor and you like spoke out against the vaccine, which we're not doing here. Like we don't care. We have no opinion on this really. No, the vaccine is fake. (laughs) It's fake. Yeah. It was just saline. No, the vaccine <laughs> is actually a government injection of mi- of a uh, microchip that makes you more um, compliant. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't scare me. Because <laughs> I was feeling pretty compliant after I got that shot. I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I just feel like I want to do whatever other people tell me to do. <laughs> Didn't you feel that way a little bit? Now, they, now you do what they told you. Now that you mention it. Damn. Getting a little sketched out, bro. Yeah, you know that? <laughs> I bet this episode was going to be flagged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. But, I mean, dude, it's like, like I was listening to this story yesterday about this one doctor that was just pointing out some of the problems. Uh, so he was saying that they, they just sent out a memo to the doctors that said, yeah, so by the way, like, it, like if you su- suspect that somebody died like somebody died of something and you and they had COVID and you think that that was the cause, just put that as the cause of death. 
Yeah. And yeah. He, he was like, wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. He no, goes, right? Because on a death certificate, he's like, there's, there's a section for contributing causes. Yeah. Right. So that's where COVID goes. Yeah. So if somebody had coronary artery disease and then congestive heart failure and they died from the congestive heart failure, but they just happened to have COVID in the last week of their life, they didn't die from COVID. Right. right? They yeah. died from the congestive heart failure and the coronary artery disease. Right. So he goes, so if we start lifting, listing their cause of death as, uh, as a coronavirus then, or as COVID-19, then that's going to throw off all the st- statistics that we're keeping on those illnesses. So how many people died from congestive heart failure and coronary artery disease and COPD and all these like things. He goes, oh, yeah. if we start putting COVID-19 as a cause of death, we, we distort all those statistics. They're no longer any good. So right. now we can't. He said the other thing that does is it makes the pharmaceutical industry look like their medications are working. Oh, look, less people are dying from you know, congestive <laughs> heart failure that were on this right, medication. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, motherfucker. You listed <laughs> the cause of death wrong. I bet like 50% of the people that like had COVID listed on their death certificate didn't actually die of COVID. Exactly. And that that should honestly, it should be thrown out as a cause of death, Mm. right? Like honestly, if you just threw that out as a cause of death and if that is what you died from, then more than likely you died of obesity, (laughs) right? (laughs) You, you died from fatness. Doctor said I gotta get an obese. He said I'm too obese. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, I'm too faded. I'm about to take a puff off this now. It's too, it's too late now. I would hit maximum panic attack on the way home. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? You want to call Tyler? Or you want to wrap it up? Call Tyler. Yeah. What are we going to call Tyler about? I don't know. I love him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What Damn. Who do you got that we could call about some conspiracies, bro? Oh, shit. Or, or call about some... Uh, you call, uh, call about some... Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. My brain is toast. <laughs> fuck it. My brain is fucking toasted, dude. <laughs> um, oh, some paranormal stories. Do you know anybody? Oh yeah. Do you know anybody that's got some? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> probably not at this late. <laughs> we should get Damn. some guests though that uh, tell our paranormal stories. <laughs> Damn, I'm looking through my list. All these people are asleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time. Next time we'll we'll set it up with a special guest. All right. If you think 9/11 was a conspiracy committed by the government. <laughs> Email us at podcast73 at gmail.com. Is that really the. Yeah. <laughs> why, why 73? Uh, well, I, I like Pink Floyd, right? Dark Side of the Moon came out in 73. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I have a clue to some of your passwords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now we know what Casey likes. All right. <laughs> Anyway, and as always, you know, be kind to yourselves. We out. And each other. (laughs) For all we know, robots have souls. We just don't know if they do or don't. How do you know? Have you ever been a cyborg or a robot? 
think we were the first ones to inhabit this planet? Fuck no. No, no, we are jumping down this fucking rabbit hole. Yes, we are. There's people out there with some really dumb thoughts. Extended episode. Where the fuck did the pyramids come from? Where the fuck did Stonehenge come from? You're telling me that they didn't die and become ghosts? Oh, they're killing, they're killing already born babies and sell them to the Chinese. Fuck. Aliens exist as somewhere in China, right? In some base. What the fuck? There are super soldiers that are at least nine or ten feet tall. Okay. Okay, so did they come, did they they come from our planet? Super soldiers. Then they are extraterrestrials. They are aliens. I do not Holding their pulse, feel them die of this virus. You feel bump, 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 beep, nothing. They're fucking gone. I've seen it happen. I think that the government has taken it to the next level with the birds. They know what birds are going to cross paths with you that you are going to be able to raise, and they are going to make them so fucking real. They're going to sink money into them because they know that if you put that motherfucker in a cage, they're going to be able to convince you that thing is fucking real. You can cut it open, you're going to see blood, guts, no circuitry, but let me tell you, their technology it's, it's out of silicon valley. Which, by the way, Big Brother is the overlord, too. collaborator okay i'm not fucking lying it's fucking real okay look it up look it up he says that he was doing this shit george soros actually worked